You're listening to Pod of Wonder, the podcast that builds a world using random Wikipedia articles and then plays a game in that world. This season, it's divine felines and canines, a pantheon where every god is either a cat or a dog, metaphorically speaking. Whoa! Oh, hey, Craig. Craig. What's up? Hi, Craig. It's Craig the... Oh, hello, Craig. Bear. (laughs) Yeah, just very friendly. Yeah, he looks a little scared, I think, to be here with us today. Hey, welcome, Craig. You're right to be scared. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, fear will help you. It will serve you well in these troubling times that we're about to put all of us through. (laughs) You'll just have to bear it. Oh, yeah. Craig's icon is a bear for the oh, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are we doing today? What are we doing today, Maria? You had ideas. I did. I dropped a whole bunch of them in the in the channel. Um, did yeah. anyone have feelings about any of them? Oh, I guess yeah. Context for the listeners is that this <laughs> is part of wonder, and it's our episode <laughs> where we we do things with the articles that we did not use earlier in the season. <laughs> and I, I'm Danny, and any pronouns are fine. And I am Sugar Oil. Sugar Oil? Sugar Oil. Sugar Oil. I attempted to make oleosaccharum, but I think it's too cold. Oh, it's not. No, well, you just have to put it... Well, I'm so sorry. Oleosaccharum is one of my favorite things to make. And uh-huh. uh, you just need to... It should be in a warm-ish sort of place. But it'll mm. even it'll even happen in the cold or room temperature. It just takes longer. Those those oils will suck out with the sugar. I don't know. I'm impatient. This isn't like where you heat up molasses till it's really hot, and then you go out in the like deep deep snow and pour molasses over top of the snow so it crackles and solidifies. This is something different. Yeah. Yeah. You also you you know we haven't had snow. No no no. <laughs> where, would be get, where would I be getting this snow from? <laughs> Uh, can't you buy like a barrel of snow? I'm I'm sure you probably technically can, mm. but I'm not. <laughs> you, you can buy a lot of things. Um, my name is Morgan, uh, and my pronouns are they and he, and I will not be. I'm a lot of things, but I um, I'm not a barrel of snow. I'm Maria. My pronouns are they them, and. I'm a former bartender, so the idea of workshopping an oleosaccharum is of high interest to me. I have no fucking idea what that is. I- <laughs> it's where you take um, like a, a, a zest or something, um, or any, any item, and you try to pull the flavor out with sugar. Yeah, just had like a, a a tub of like sugar and like orange and lemon peels on my counter for like a couple of days. I'm like. Go faster. Oh, that should be, yeah, that Ooh, should, that should nice. be just, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think Russell's done that before. Um, cool. Anyway. Anyway, fourth person. Oh, that would be me, uh, Mike, uh, going with he, him. Um, I guess I would make, like, a sacrum, sacrum, if that were possible. Nope. Like, put some sugar <laughs> inside it and, like, coat it with more sugar so that it pulls, like, the sugary flavor out. Anyway. Context over. Maria, you had ideas. <laughs> what do we do with our rejected articles? 
Okay, so do you just want me to read out my ideas? Sure. Uh, minor gods uh, or a list of the church leaders uh, for each god. So just, you know, like who's your most biggest acolyte? Uh, a list of origin myths, a list of events leading up to the end of the world, a series of wars between the gods, or a list of heroes that figure into the world who aren't gods but have godlike powers, like a, maybe a Hercules or something, or a Achilles. Demigods and, and mythical figures and stuff. Yeah, like, uh, you know, this bro's not a god, but is has so many myths wrote, written about them that they have uh, next-to-godlike status. Okay. Like, in, in mythology, kind of demigods and, like, heroic figures that have kind of, like, blessings or, or divine origin, and, like, kind of imagining what the the hero or like mortal offspring of some of our weird specific gods would be like like what does the hero of a a traveling antifa bookstore look like to me like that was my favorite idea of the list yes working it because does the god become famous in part because of you know a story written about a mortal that like really was a part of the gods um sort of story or situation or i mean yeah we we definitely could come up with like stories if we wanted to 6 27 28 29 30 31 so you could roll like a, a 31 sided die to like randomly determine which article <laughs> to use you can do that in the dice roller oh yeah mhm can we does does mr dice support <laughs> uh Custom D thirty one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mister Mister Dice can do thirty one sides. I guess. Nice. Cool. Right. That's very exciting. Just like in the song. Sure. Song. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> no further questions. So so they were doing the individuals who are not gods with godlike powers who figure into the myths. Yeah. That works. Yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah, I guess that's what we're we're doing. <laughs> so, and I don't know, maybe do like well, like like once or twice for for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and roll all four at once, just so people can take some time to look over the article they get. Okay. Uh, and I guess we'll just go down the line in the the chat. Like, I'll get the first number, Maria gets the second one, Mike's third, Morgan's fourth. Okay, so I get number 17, uh, Maria gets number 20, Mike gets 21, and Morgan, you get number four. Okay. All right. There we go. Okay. 17. Oh, this article. This is one (laughs) of my articles. It shouldn't count. Oh, well. (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, well. How's this actually going to work? Is it like a, a, t- a timed thing where like you tell the story? Do we like ask you questions? Like a, like a fast hot seat thing? Yeah, like a fast hot seat mm. thing. Do we have an initiative, an initiative role? Not really. <laughs> Whoever has an idea can go first. 
I was just thinking if we're going to, I think it'll take us a really long time if we all ask questions. So I was yeah. just thinking the, the person ahead in line, you, you go, you explain your thing and then the person, and then you ask one question of the person after you, and then they answer it and talk about their thing or something just to speed it, it up. Hmm. Yeah. Does that, does that feel like enough? Like, like you tell your story and one person asks a question. I mean, maybe it could just be like little snippets of stories. Just little, little, almost prompts of stories. Yeah. Maybe like, this is my, this is my person. Like, this is the thing that they did. And maybe each of us gets one question about it. I'll go first. Okay. And then you're saying, so we each say a thing about our article uh, in whatever order we feel about doing it in and then we each have a question yeah and it, and it, it can be as, as your your hero myth figure it can be like as, as simple or complicated as you want it to be cool all right i i feel like i can do a simple we'll figure it out we're we'll, we'll figuring it out do it if live it if it doesn't work we'll change it yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you hear Susu yelling? I, I did. He's so it's loud. Very, very plaintive. She is so loud. That is every day. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like screams like with like the, the hoarsest little voice. <laughs> it's like why do you sound like that? Sometimes you just gotta scream. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're it's in the middle of the night. For yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Susie just likes eating my toes. Oh Mommy has started that too now. I <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully it's just through the through the uh comforter, but like <laughs> I well yeah, but you still like wake up in the morning. You're like, who's a chalk? Especially because she'll like put her your entire toe in her mouth and like bite down hard. <laughs> it's what? like, are you trying to actually like destroy me? Is, is yes. it genetic? A toe? <laughs> it must be because Morpheus doesn't do it. Well, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> What, uh, is there some kind of toe seasoning you could use to prevent this? <laughs> oh God! Oh. Some sort of citrus-based sock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they can smell lemony fresh. Yeah, an oleo soccerum, if you will. Oh God! <laughs> Okay. Uh, so we got we got a story about the factoid. Factoid. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's a uh, something which is assumed to be commonly assumed to be true, according to the article, which I haven't really read through. Like the facts on Snapple caps. They're like the neat. facts on Snapple caps. But in this particular case, um, this is uh the story about the beer, the beerb. So the beerb, as we all know, is, I mean, we've all met the beerb. Um, we're all, like, very closely associated with the beerb. 
Um, the Beerb is one of our best friends, um, but they're just not here right now. Like, uh, they put the kettle on, and then they stepped away for a second. So you sort of remember the Beerb being there, because, you know, the Beerb was totally going to show up and have lunch <laughs> with you. Um but they had to step away. And so everybody has had this experience. Um, they were right about to sit down with the Beerb. Um, they were going to go on vacation with the Beerb. Um, they were doing some cooking with the Beerb. Uh, so the Beerb just kind of stepped away for a second. So there's clear evidence, as far as you can tell, that you, the Beerb was, was here like just a second ago. Like, they were here just a second ago, as far as you can remember. But they're just not here right now. So, uh, it's, um, I guess, sort of a demigod-type character, not really in a trickstery kind of way, just in, like, a BRB kind of way. Like, that's why they're the Beerb, right? Ah, what kind of relation does it have with the, with the Titeel? The Titeel? To teal. To teal? Yeah, the T-Y-L. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, well, the, the, the teal uh, mm-hmm. I, is probably the kind of annoying one. Mm. I, I don't know that it's necessarily an aspect of the beerb, um, only insofar as if you had, like, a telephone-type device, or if you're going to write a letter or something. Like, you call on the phone, and the, the phone is just... You just get a busy signal. Mm, um, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. send a letter, and it gets... It doesn't... It's not, like, return to sender. It just gets forwarded back to you. Mm, like, I'm like, there's, you know, like, lightly dated old music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, like, you, you send a package to the Beerb, and it shows up at your house. The Beerb care of you so totally around but never in this particular space right now mm. mm-hmm. has the beard ever actually come back um sure but maybe after you've left the house like you you might go out to do some errands and you come back and there's like half an eaten crumpet on the table and like a little note from the beer being like Came over to see you. Guess you're out. Uh, I'll catch up with you later, Beerb. Um, you know what? I'm not allowed follow-up questions, so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever seen the Beerb? What do you mean? Of course. Like, we have all clearly remember seeing the Beerb, hanging out with the Beerb. Like, we have fond memories of this. Hmm. Yeah, there was that one time. There was that one time, can't, right? Can't really put yeah. my finger on it, uh, you know. But I'm sure, I'm sure the memory will just like be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it, it was, was definitely, it was such a good time, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was definitely, they were, they were just here. We have the yeah. extra like space set for them and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and it looks like the the. Um, the napkin has been crumpled and sort of draped over the chair. Clearly, the beard was just going to be your beard. Yeah. Such a man. Exactly. 
Okay. All right, that's that's everybody's questions. So that's all that's going, I guess. Yeah. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Mythologies, heroes, etc. Entities. Entities nuts. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Somebody somebody do something, please. <laughs> so I got I got a a figure of of mythological import for you. So this uh this is gonna be Keystone. Uh and and in one of the uh the various underground towns, uh Keystone is sort of a a raconteur and and person about town. They are known for uh being very uh, witty and a little little gross and uh, a little horny and at the same time you uh you always feel like they never quite satisfy you uh, after you interact with them <laughs> never quite satisfy you in emotional ways in physical ways in they're not gross enough or you just constantly want more yeah, in the sense that uh, Keystone always leaves you wanting more. Like you, you're you're, you're certainly satisfied by by the the jokes or the uh, the ribaldry or the uh, physical contact. Let's avail it as, but you uh, you always just want a little more. Like uh, Keystone is sort of it if you will, the demigod of no such thing as too much of a good thing. If there's never been enough, uh, what is the story told by uh, Keystone? What is the the triumph of Keystone that makes them a godlike warrior that people speak of? Well, I, I say not, not so much a... a warrior we we live in civilized times uh, after all and the 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 age of heroics is such a, a surface ordeal but I, I think what uh keystone is is particularly known for is hanging around at a bar sipping on a drink and making sort of uh witty remarks about the 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 issues of the day or the particularly ridiculous hat of a, a passerby Keystone is a uh, more famous for 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 being seen and saying things rather than than going out and doing things. What um side of the pantheon does Keystone factor into more in terms of like interactions? I think that when it comes to to mortals, they they tend to kind of fall somewhere in the middle. Uh, mm. Only the the ex- truly exceptional uh, individuals with uh, the, the the kind of people we'd be discussing tonight per se uh, lean one way or another, and Keystone is definitely a cat. Just can mm. can give you a look and a, a swat an object on a table or, or or twitch a tail in a a meaningful way that somehow makes you feel like you've done just 
the the worst thing. Thank you, Russell. Oh God. <laughs> Pot of Wonder featuring Russell on the horn. <laughs> anyway, that's Keystone. Should I go? I can go. You can go. I I can go. Um. So so there's this weird figure named uh, Basie Horse Girl. Um. <laughs> Who factors into some of these stories is like a weird background character, and uh, she's um, you know considered a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a dark horse, as in like literally kind of trying to get horses on the existential playing field in the same way that cats and dogs are. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What sort of Actions do they take to try to bring this horse into the world? They like try to like kind of organize. They like run a they run a um really successful like stable operation kind of, but like they're like very like they help their community a lot. It's definitely like kind of like a folk here type situation. Um like they've got like big they've organized like big cool events like big like horse dancing events um that uh they might refer to as like prancer size events mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and prance aerobics a little bit yeah yeah very similar um the the <laughs> translation's not quite perfect yet but uh yes <laughs> <laughs> and any any anticipated legal action vis-a-vis prancer size probably would have happened by probably would have happened by now <laughs> if it were going to happen. So probably yes, that's true. Um, but you know, it's still you know to be respectful. It's prance aerobics, of course. I don't know why I did the voice, but um, we'll just leave that alone. <laughs> anyway, so. What was the greatest battle uh, that you uh, led, or, or that Lizzie Horse Girl was involved in, uh, supporting one of the gods? She's not really much of a fighter. She's like really like just a hard worker. Um, she she just like had to. Her biggest battle was you know letting herself relax and take a day off. And you know she is still fighting that battle. Okay, so she's a Monday to Friday paperwork uh, warrior. Some sometimes some some fun on the weekends too, but you know, oh, it's really hardworking. Like you know, just all about it. Very passionate. What are some of the traits? of horses that uh, she is looking to embody or, or like kind of get other beings to embody in the, the way that the cat and dog uh, gods have different cat and dog traits. What are horse traits like? Um, you know, lifting, lifting people up, uh, you know, carrying each other. Um, 
you know, just really working hard and going fast, but, you know, really just, really just loving your job and being good at it. (laughs) (laughs) An honorable pursuit. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I can say that those traits belong to either a cat or a dog. So I guess there is an opening for horses in this pantheon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, it's Baby Horse Girl. Uh, um, uh, God, I'm I'm trying to think back to it like a a season one reference where we never quite talk about Horse Girl, but (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that anybody's still listening who was listening at season one. Yeah, I'm I'm dropping lore. I'm dropping references. Um, yeah, it. Yeah, here you go, li- uh, long-term listeners. It's all interconnected. Yeah, season season nine's the same world as season one. Somehow, think about it. Sort of, just a different dimension. There's a horse girl in every dimension. All right, so I guess that leaves me with uh, Winola Lake, <laughs> a mill owner. Uh, in Overfield Township. So I'm a Winola Lake. I am a homegrown uh, hero from Beaver Creek. I've been here all my life. And, uh, you know, I just uh, have the feel. I have the the touch. I uh, can get the that river flowing downstream. And I have to tell you, we are a river... With no impairment. And this is really important to me because I know a lot of other rivers might have impairments. So so I've been I've been traveling uh around around the uh around the area and uh trying to help out with uh with any river impairment that might come along before we get out to the sea. When your magic touch doesn't quite get the river flowing, what what do you recommend? Can I think of baseball or something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we're always gonna play a, a, a like a round of baseball. Very fun to pick up baseball. We we do we do that. We have to carve out the diamond ourselves. You know, we do do under pitch, and, uh, you know, I know that's not going to get us into competition play, but, you know, maybe they should reevaluate how competition play works out. Uh, but, uh, un- you know, un- under pitch is better than a fast one. That's what I always say. Yeah, I know. You know, you've got more opportunities for throwing that ball in a wily way, which is going to really freak out the, the hitter and give you more opportunities for striking them out. But anyway, what what I was saying is, uh, you know, we'll dig, we'll dig. We got we got shovels, and we'll dig. So you've got a mill right in your name there, but one of the classic impediments to a river would be the mills themselves. So, is your heroism designed to destroy mills? Is that is that your special power? <laughs> no, we support mills. Uh, we just help mills build their mills to uh, move flow through the community. We don't want to stop up the water, but we do want everyone to be able to use it uh, to their best advantage. Absolutely. Why would, why would you have a river flowing through a community if you cannot harness the power? 
You just need how to know how to send it on to the ne- next community. You said that you have uh, shovels and you're going to dig. You have pails as well. We're shoveling big stuff, but you know, occasionally we do like to build a mud castle, and for that we <laughs> do have a pail. Okay. All right. Cool. That makes sense. Yep. All right. <laughs> Well, I really wanted to make a pails in comparison joke with the shovels, and I didn't get to. I just have thirty items to go through. We don't need to go through all of them, but oh, we're oh we're, no, we are definitely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have set up a situation in which I feel uncomfortable about the amount of items that we need to go through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll do like one more round of this, I think. <laughs> cool. right. That feels um, more manageable and humane. Yeah. Okay. Um, new, new articles. This one's for Danny. Bonk. This one's for Maria. Bonk. This one's seven. for Mike. I think we've already rolled a seven. This mm-hmm. one's for Morgan. <laughs> Bonk. This one. Another one of my articles. Gold.com. Okay. Oh, I don't want this one. No, I can, <laughs> I can do it. It's fine. You, you, you okay, you sure? We can re-roll. Ain't no shame in it. of things named after Hendrik Antoon Lawrence. Oh, that's such a great article, though. Michael, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't we... Re- if we're not going through the whole thing, why don't we re-roll that one? It will help your sanity do it. <laughs> I mean, I can totes make up something for that. I mean, we can all do a lot of things. It's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the best things come when we actually enjoy what we're doing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. The best things are when we have nothing to go on. Um, and so I can do that or I can do my pastry chef again. What do you think? I think, I I think it's, it's, it's your brain and it's up to you. Will you your brain, your choice. Yeah. My brain, keep, my choice. Yeah, keep us in suspense until it's your turn then. Yes. Okay. Um, I have a, such a terrible idea that I'll go first. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So, um, I have crossed fingers, which is the steak. So, this would be uh, someone who's a little bit similar, but kind of the opposite of uh, Keystone. So, uh, this is uh, a person who, even a little bit, is way too much. So uh, they have very, very large hands, and the, they'll frequently clap you on the back or uh, shake your hand and then just continue to shake your hand, even over the course of a long conversation or a long evening, just mm. hand-to-hand, just shaking constantly. Uh, the unfortunate negative aspect is the stickiness. So... Um, the idea here is that the handshake isn't really necessarily based on uh, hand-to-hand pressure so much as when the palm of Steak touches your palm, they're sort of fused together to a certain extent. Uh, there's a lot of effort that would be taken to disengage your hand, um, and this can lead to sort of chains of connection. So Steak might be shaking your hand and see someone else across the street and go to shake their hand, but your hand has not been released yet, so you're sort of pulled along with them until they shake the next person's hand. And in small communities, 
this can very easily lead to sort of chains of sticky connections. So it's not uncommon for Steak to be in town, recognize you, and half an hour later, everybody in town is essentially stuck to a part of Steak or part of another person that had touched Steak. Do you intend to uh, have all these individuals stick to you, or is it just a function of your physiology? So Steak is always very su- pretends at least to be very surprised that this happens, um, but is fully well known to Steak that Steak has this quality. Mm. So there's a little bit of a scheming kind of thing here. There's a little bit of um, enjoyment in the uncomfortableness that Steak causes. It, what sort of great battle has been influenced by Steak and the chain of people stuck to them? Um, well, as you well know, before Steak came on the scene, uh, thumb wrestling had never been invented. That was one of Steak's inventions. Um, and some of the goriest um, thumb wrestling battles ever Steak was involved in. So thousands upon thousands dead. Corpses piled up in basically the shape of a hand with a thumb sticking straight up at the sky. Gouts of blood. Um, seems like a children's game, but it's deathly serious. And it seems like a children's game because Steak wants it to feel that way. So the next bloodbath will be easier. Um, what is the weirdest story about Steak? Or what is, like, the most unbelievable person that has been stuck to Steak? Uh, the most unusual story? or Well, I guess and the most unusual story and the most unusual person are both the same. So, um, mm. Steak worked for a time in uh, the... Uh, gift wrapping section of a department store mm-hmm. and so used their uh unique powers to easily attach bows and uh ribbons and things to the outside of boxes and to seal boxes the most unusual person that Steak had been stuck to not really a person at all um one of the patrons came in with a, uh, not a guinea pig, but what are those nose pigs called? Capybara? Nose pigs? Nose pigs! <laughs> Maria, you know, what are, the, what are these things actually called? Uh, you said it, capybara, but okay, nose, yeah, yeah. nose so, pig is what you like to call them. All right, yeah, so, um, was wrapping a nose pig, and, um, the, the interesting and peculiar thing about this particular nose pig was it seemed like it itself had some of the same qualities of Steak. And so as Steak was was wrapping this and the the nose pig's finger touched uh, Steak's finger and there was just this instant like spark of recognition and it was sort of like a brain transfer and Steak saw all of the various like in extreme battles that the nose pig had been in, like the nose pig community. And it was sort of like these two sets of very sticky eyes just locking with each other. And they, they're that one moment of complete recognition. And then the box was closed. Ah, 
I'm not allowed follow-up questions. <laughs> and yet I have so many. Well, maybe later. Yeah. Wasted my fucking question asking about battles or whatever. Could have been <laughs> talking about nose pigs. So, what I've got for you is I've mm. got Delia. Mm. And uh, Delia is not quite a, a demigod, but has the, the blessing of, of the, the change gods, uh, Tolga and, and Featherstick and the third one, <laughs> Siv. Tolga yeah. and Featherstick and Siv. And what she can do is she can look at your outfit and give you a pretty accurate psychological profile just based entirely on the clothes that you're wearing. You know, whether there's any sort of uh, self-doubt or or confidence or, like, uh, any sort of, like, uh, like fears that might be uh, lingering just based entirely off of your clothing. Oh, that's that. Hmm. What if you're naked? Are you just blank from their point of view? Are you invisible? I'm, I mean, I mean, she can she can still see you, and yeah, she she, she likes what she sees. But really, it it, it is outside of what the uh, the blessing has given her. Okay. Um, has she fought in any battles? So she is is not a, a fighter herself, but she has performed a contract work for various uh, militaries um, in, in terms of cementing like group cohesion. Like everybody lines up in their uniforms, and Delia will sort of walk down the line and and see if there anybody has any kind of uh, like lingering doubts or like issues mm. between each other that need to be addressed before they can, you know, go out into the field and operate as one unit. So she's designed flags? What's that? So, uh, so, so uh, maybe, I, uh, she, so she designed flags? No. Weirdly enough, she doesn't have any kind of talent in making clothing. It's only in judging other people's clothing and, and figuring out what they're whole deal is through the clothes that they wear. Hmm. Well, shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, girl.com was briefly owned by Delia from, from 1987 <laughs> to 20, <laughs> to 2001. <Nice. laughs> Which two sort of time capsule brands right there, girl.com and Delia's. Yes. Uh, Oh God, <laughs> Michael! Did you ask a question about that? I did. Morgan, did you? I did. I did too. <laughs> okay, does that mean it's my turn? Okay, go for it. All right. So um, don't sound too enthusiastic. Click- yes. <laughs> 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 clicking, clicking slightly away from the article itself. I got the progenitor of the article. Hendrik Lorentz, uh, who was a Dutch physicist um, in the early uh, 20th century. Um, And 
wow, is there a lot of really, really complicated equation crap attached to his stuff, which I keep opening and I do not understand. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that this hero mapped the universe that we're, that we're in and all of the gods in it. Uh, mapped it perfectly. Uh, but has been incapable of actually communicating that to anyone in an actionable way. So there, is this map just in their head? Is this a, a physical map that they'll show to people and nobody wants to look at it or well, what's the deal with this map here and why is it un- not able to be communicated? Mm. Oh, a very, very specific set of equations that are all laid down in um, a proposal. I mean, who are we talking to here? You know, we're not talking this, this world doesn't necessarily have, Yet it hasn't yet necessarily yet established its science. It's still working on mythology, and so people look at these numbers and these equations and just don't know what to do with it. Who is he engaged to? Because he has this proposal. So who's yeah. who's the prospective life partner? Hmm. Engaged, actually, to Alberta and Stino, who does share a very similar name to the above-world physicist Albert Einstein. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a family name. I don't know. My parents were... They just did this, and... But, yeah, I also like math and physics, and yeah, I get it, but uh, we're trying to work on it. We're trying to, we're trying to do the, you know, <laughs> we're trying to work this, into, like, you know, the 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 newest, uh, you know, crime fiction thing. But it's <laughs> the time to translate all of this into something that's comprehensible to the common man and woman and uh, person. This isn't really a follow-up question. I don't get a second question, just a grammar clarification. This person is engaged to both Alberta and Stino? Very modern. Mm. They're definitely engaged to Alberto uh, and Stino. And what was the other name? Because they do have many lovers. They're very po- they're, they are super poly. Um, <laughs> because... You know, molecules get to bond with so many other things in the universe. Why shouldn't I? Hmm. Um, what about, what about, um... (laughs) I can't think of anything. (laughs) Just say something, anything. Um, what about, um... The... What about coffee? Coffee has been a really contentious mm-hmm. issue in our house because uh, Alberta doesn't like the smell of coffee. It makes her feel really anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing so much of the like 
transcribing work and so much of the research. Uh, I love coffee, but you know, I'm moving my coffee experiments out to the garage where we, where she doesn't have to uh, experience the coffee and um, we can experience coffee in our own time without bumming her steez. Okay. Okay. What's up? Is that good? Do we do do another round? Or? Um, let I'm gonna do my final one, and then I think we'll be good. Cause uh, okay. my final one, I I I think the final one will really go out um with a bang. Parentheses American band. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're from Philadelphia. Uh, Active briefly in the early 70s and then again since 2014. Um, the members, um, the current members at least, um, there's Frank, Frank, and Tony. <laughs> and anyway, uh, so this is um, a really pivotal uh, set of like traveling bards. Um, and, you know, they're always there at the end of some great like magnificent feat to you know you they're just gonna they're just gonna you know write out some songs uh you know just, just bang them out at the last second and then like move on and um uh in in this world they're they're really just called uh Tony and the Franks Tony Tony and the Franks Oh very well done beautiful um, yeah, so. Tony, when, when, I'm sorry, Tony, uh, no, Frank, I'm, I'm sorry, to, Frank, Tony? Who, who, am, who am I even talking to? I'm their agent. I'm the agent that goes and spies out towns ahead of time, um, you know, to see if they need to come by, check it out. I'm G, I, I am the representative from GGM. Uh, Great God Magazine. Uh, you know, I, I would really like to, uh, you know, take take y- your individuals here and and put them on the front page of our magazine. But I need to do. I need to know a few things about them first. Well, you already asked me one question, so someone else has got to ask me the others. Yeah. So, what was the town that needed the um, Frankenfurters to show up the least, and which town did they need to show up to the most? You know, it's a really, really good uh, question. And the funny thing is, it's the same town. It's the one they're from. Uh, the the Phil of the Delfs. Mm. <laughs> Poetic the place that needs the most is. Needs them the most and needs them the least. And, you know, isn't that it? We're all, any day one of us could uh, be the same. (laughs) So why do not the more numerous Franks merely overpower the single Tony and claim the band for themselves? Look, they have some kind of symbiosis going on. Um, They ate some weird mushrooms. You know when the when the underground life was new, uh, and you know they just like they seem to all kind of operate as one um, one entity, just you know kind of chilling out, and they're they're just 
you know, I feel like they're just all kind of very equal parts of the same creature. Uh, I mean, band. No follow-up questions. Cool. All right. That's world building, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we, you, you now have a greater picture of this world that we have made, listener. It cannot be denied. I don't think so. I did not. Don't, it, don't I even did not try know it. what I was about to say, even when I was about to say it at any point in this episode. So, nope. same here. Cool. I don't wonder. That's the game. That's the. That's yeah. Um, I don't wonder. This has been Pod of Wonder. You can follow us on Twitter at Pod of Wonder. And you can buy some t-shirts and stickers and stuff at society6.com slash pod of wonder. Danny can be found on Twitter at DannyPlaysRPGs. And you can find the games Danny makes at DannyMakesRPGs.itch.io. Morgan can be found on Twitter at MorganTheFay. Faye spelled F-A-E because I know there's like eight different ways to spell Faye. Mike and Maria aren't on social media, like any good unfathomable cosmic being. Our opening theme is Opening by Komiku. Our closing theme is Music is Divine Inspiration by Johan Vandegrift. See you next time, Wanderers. Wanderers.